Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host today. We're broadcasting live from Roseville, Minnesota, in the belly of the beast, where police officers get charged with second-degree unintentional murder mm-hmm. by the crazy Hennepin County attorney. We'll get into that story today. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Alpine Cabinetry in East St. Cloud. It's also brought to you by Warren Wessel of Warren Wessel Realty. If you're buying a home, selling a home, call Warren, a good patriot, 651-209-0171. Joining me, as usual, is Mr. Mega Jesse. How are you doing there, buddy? I am doing good, and we got some good stories to get into. I'm uh, I'm making sure the rumble is working. I'm not sure if it is yet. Uh, going looks to like check up on like that. Looks like it's fine behind you. Okay, it looks like it's good now. looks like it was just being a little bit slow for me there, but we got some big stories here with the uh, leaked audio with Carrie Lake where... She was being bribed to try to drop out of the uh, U.S. Senate race. We got the uh, Texas versus the Biden administration on the border. Uh, the Biden administration is uh, threatening to take down the border wall that was established by the Texas uh, government. We got the wire. As right, the wire. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Trooper Ryan Longgren charged with murder by Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty. Uh, that is totally nuts. We'll have to get into that. We got some updates on the 2024 GOP primary, why Nikki Haley is still in the race. Uh, Canadian court ruled the Trudeau emergency order was illegal. Uh, UAW Sean Vain uh, endorsed Joe Biden today. And uh, maybe a few other stories along the way. Uh, running the dials as normal is Dawson, Mr. Deep State himself. How are you doing there, Dawson? Hi, everybody. I'm doing good. Today's leg day, so that sucks. But I'm getting a lot of beef jerky today, so I'm happy. Do we have any audio issues? See, Tucker says Longbeard must have spit beer on the mix board. I think that was a joke about how we were a minute and a half late. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That was a YouTube tech issue, wasn't it? Yeah. We haven't, YouTube never plays nice, but no, they don't. we got it working. Okay. Um, if you guys want to join the program, go ahead and rumble. You can, uh, Jesse's going to try to read your comments. If you want to interrupt us any time, hit that rumble rant and you will read your comment live on air. And uh, if this is the first time you're watching, make sure you hit that like button. Tells the algorithm to share us with other people. You guys are doing a good job on that. Keep doing it every time. Just hit that like button, and it gets it out there on the the World Wide Web, or actually the internal web of of, uh, of whatever the social media <laughs> uh, site you're, you're watching it on is. Yep. Okay, let's get into the story here. Um, Carrie Lake leaked audio, or at least her campaign leaked audio. This came out Monday evening. Um, Let's play a little bit of this audio, Dawson, in case somebody hasn't seen. I would imagine a lot of our audience has heard this audio. We just have a link. You can go to actionforliberty.com. You can read this link. Um, but let's go ahead and listen to this audio. of, And this is Jeff DeWitt. He was, he's now the former chair, Okay, so he's resigned from this. But he was the chair of the Arizona GOP. And this is him about 10 months ago trying to basically tell Carrie Lake to get out of the race and there's money and, and mm-hmm. a position for her to do it. What's going on? What is? Uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is this is this is back east. They back east. They're we know very powerful to. people. They want to keep you out. I know oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. Th- this is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't and don't go. Do you ever though? I'll get myself in trouble. This, if you if you, if you say no, that's just fine. It's your choice. 
Don't tell people. I They're gonna have try to have me murdered. Saints <laughs> world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, I mean, I, they say the cartel's operating in fifty states right now, like all fifty. You mm -hmm. know? So. So what? What? What's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Forget the who. <laughs> I just say there are people calling around. So this guy's so slimy. Gosh, mm -hmm. No, you can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because I got offered to buy out. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't use it. Because then we lose our ability to get things done. Other in the future. Here's then the we can't do it again. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just team. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? They want you to stay opportunities. <laughs> but, I'll tell you what I can offer you. I can tell you what I'm going to offer you. But, um, I said, you can do whatever you want, talking head, this and that. So, the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So, the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, is us. Was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her, to keep her out? And I said, well, what are you willing to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. Okay, let's let's stop and it I there. So, now you get it. You see the bribe, uh, as, as he puts it out there. This Jeff DeWitt guy, um, he was actually in the Trump cabinet. I mean, cabinet's loose here. Mm -hmm. He was the, what was it, the, the CFO, CFO of right. NASA? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the okay. chief, what was it, chief financial officer, so. Right. Right. Dawson, I put um, the statement from him when he resigned. This is uh, a tw on, it's on line eight. Um, this is his twit. This is from the Arizona Republican Party. Um this came out at 110. This is right before we wrote the story up on it. Um, basically, he is saying that this was this was uh, a concerted effort by Carrie Lake to take over the Arizona GOP. The numbers right now, um, Dawson, uh, Jesse, mm -hmm. I mean, she's got the nomination pretty much wrapped up, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a guy running against her, Mark Lamb, and I don't even mind Mark Lamb, but she's already got it locked down because she's so popular in the state of Arizona. The Republican Party, the base loves her. I'm not saying the uh, the people out east love her because obviously they're doing whatever they can to uh, try to stop her. But, I mean, you're right. This is a lock. She's got the nomination if she wants it. And uh, since she's going for it, that's why Jeff DeWitt, Felt the need to, uh, you know, put this out there, and it's total bribery. I can't believe that. Uh, well, I can believe it. I think this stuff goes on more than uh, we want to think it does because, uh, you well, know, we'll as Jeff that. DeWitt had said there, he said, you know, don't tell anyone about this because then we can't get things done. That means we can't continue to threaten people. We can't continue to try to bribe them. That's exactly what that means. And uh, he's right that once this stuff is exposed, uh, you can't pull it off again. And uh, you know, I, I'm still not sure. To. You know, maybe it was Carrie Lake, maybe it was her team that put this out there. I'm seeing Daily Mail was the first one to uh, report it, but uh, it doesn't even seem, when I look into the Daily Mail, if they tell us how they got a hold of this. But uh, it definitely wasn't Jeff DeWitt because, look, he has to resign now. Well, Tucker uh, told me that Carrie Lake was on Stephen Crowder's show this morning, mm. and she said that she recorded it because he Jeff asked for a meeting, 
and said he couldn't talk over the phone, so she was suspicious, brought the recorder in, and then noticed the tape, almost forgot about it, and, and then brought it back up mm-hmm. or released it. I think maybe he's Jeff's right as she's trying to take over the Arizona GOP, but why wouldn't she if this scumbag is in charge? Now, here's, here's mm-hmm. his defense. Reading the statement is basically, first of all, he says it's carefully edited video. Or sorry, audio. It doesn't sound like it's carefully edited. Yeah, it doesn't sound edited at all to me. It sounds like it goes from point A to point B to point C to point D. It sounds as if it's a a conversation. I'd like to know exactly what he's alleging was cut, uh, if there was anything that's cut. But even if things were cut, what he's saying is damning. It's unbelievable. Exactly. This is the second time I've listened to it, and there are clear cuts in the conversation, but probably didn't enhance the audio though right well there is enhanced audio but there are cuts between like different segments of them talking but no matter what it's not going to absolve him of trying to bribe another person are are you sure there's cuts or could it just be silence no it's it's one audio clip of one of them talking fading into the other one talking it's i don't know how to explain it to someone who doesn't really know audio but it's there's editing thing is i don't think it matters if, if it's edited to take out him saying no well i'm just kidding right this is all jokes like of course carrie lake could just put the whole unedited audio out there and quash that thing right that, yeah. that it matters the guy resigned already mm-hmm. uh here's the deal so he alleged so he says that carrie lake was working for him at the time okay at a private company and so what he was trying to do is look out for her best needs <laughs> he wanted her to run for governor in two years so it was better for her to be sitting on the sidelines it's just like okay (laughs) you said some people out east want to basically make sure you're not running anymore so now there's this guy's not going to say who it is right and this is why he's a coward okay and uh and obviously carrie tried getting it out of him but this is why this stuff happens is no one ever exposes it so good for carrie lake for exposing it Mm -hmm. what i want to tell you about is uh we know all about this stuff in fact, we expose it when it happens. So let's go uh, back to our article. You can go look at this at actionforliberty.com. This is actually straight from our political training course. Uh, many of you guys have maybe been to our course, um, the Minnesota Political Leadership School. We do this maybe twice a year. It's uh, Now at this point, it's a special invite. Um, so I'm giving you a super secret slide. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't usually for public consumption, but I thought it was very relevant to do it. So we teach people the real nature of how the political system works and then how you can fight back successfully. We've had a lot of success in fighting back against government tyranny, especially at the county and city level, but even at the state level, ending walls of emergency powers and stopping vaccine mandates. So here we go. So we teach what happens when you apply pressure to politicians we can broaden this to what happens when you apply pressure to the swamp which is clearly what carrie lake is doing they don't want her mm-hmm. she's a america first speak your mind not go along with the swamp so the first thing that they do for do to you is they ignore you when they can and the problem for uh them is they can't ignore carrie lake she's too damn popular she's got the nomination Pretty much wrapped up at this point. I saw a poll, wasn't that back in October? She had like, you know, was it 40% margin over the next guy or something mm-hmm. like that? It was it was pretty big. Right. So, And that was also with someone like Blake Masters also in that in that poll. Right. And Blake Masters isn't running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, 
Not, not that I remember, at least. Maybe I should double-check myself on that. But, uh, you know, it, it is uh, very clear that she's going to be the Republican nominee as long as she wants it. And I think that this uh, graphic that you have pulled up here perfectly illustrates, because this is the way that these politicians do things. They uh, ignore you. They pretend like you're uh, irrelevant. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. And then they try to well, you know, win you over. Well, they just ignore you if they can ignore you. And right. If, and if you've been ignored by a politician, it means they're basically assuming you can't cause them much more pain. Okay. All right, so obviously Action for Liberty gets beyond that point. We have too much ability to deliver pain, so this is why we know the other categories. So number two is they try to sound reasonable with you. Now, you could hear this guy trying to reason with her, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll do this. They'll try to sound reasonable with you, like, hey, listen, there is, there's a better time. They'll put it in your, you know, good salesman, right? Mm-hmm. There's a better time for you to run, or um, maybe you should take it easy on this. Like for us, it's like, hey, you know, we're with you, but you're hurting Republicans right now. We can't have the Democrats in charge. You shouldn't be asking for vaccine mandates to be ended. This is too much pressure right now during a campaign season, okay? Mm-hmm. And then number three, what they do is they whine at you. Okay, now we see this one a lot. You're hurting the Republicans. They're not going to win. Remember yeah. McCarthy, the whole McCarthy battle? They go, mm-hmm. this is going to hurt us at election time. Yeah. This is this makes us look <laughs> terrible. That's what they whine about it. Oh, how can you be doing this? Mm-hmm. Now is not the time. You're ruining it all. So they whine and complain about it. Number and guess what? The time never comes in the establishment's right. mind. You know, they say now is not the time. Well, they never think there is a time. So now is always the time. Because their objectives, their goals are not aligned with ours, right? Right, They're, exactly. Yeah, that's the first thing you got to learn in politics is they have different goals than you. Number one goal for them is to get elected. Number two goal is to get reelected. And every other thing beyond that is very minor in terms of what they care about, right? Mm-hmm. That's all they care about is the reelection. So number four is when it really gets heightened, they start threatening you. Now, this has happened to us as an organization. I think one of the easiest uh, cases here was we had a trailer. This is like uh, eight years ago. We had a trailer on Highway 65. This is in East Bethel. It was causing pain for a politician. I want to say this was actually Kurt Doubt. We had like something about him because I think he was the Speaker of the House. And we got a letter from the city administrator at East Bethel, official letterhead, telling us to remove that trailer otherwise there was legal action to come towards us uh basically we were breaking some rule or city ordinance <laughs> mm-hmm. which we just said nope we're not removing the trailer because we quite frankly would well, they, love the they battle call it hate speech <laughs> you no, know it wasn't what were they speech. saying it was like like something about ro- uh, right way you know it was too hmm. close to road or something it was ridiculous <laughs> oh yeah it was ridiculous mm-hmm. we wanted this free speech battle so we didn't we didn't we just basically we did what abbott's doing like yeah come and take it basically right and then they back down, of course, right? They try threatening you. They try the legal action. Look what happens to Action for Liberty. Campaign Finance Board complaints against us. That's some kind of legal action they're taking against us to threaten us. So uh, when you are politically powerful and make it painful for politicians and make it painful for Swamp, they come after you. They threaten you. I'm sure Carrie Lake has been threatened at some point. Mm-hmm. And with a woman, you always worry that, you know, they could fear for their physical safety. We know politicians that have worried about that stuff, not mm-hmm. at the state level, but certainly nationally, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, shit, Rand Paul was pretty much beaten up by his neighbor. Yeah. Right? Right. And then, you know, exiting the uh, Republican National Convention where him and his wife were surrounded by all these protesters right. and, you know, the police had to try to fight some of those people off. I mean, you know, it's true that uh, some people are completely nuts and some of these uh, politicians that stand their ground on important things, they 
you know, the, the, the swamp is going to send the mob after you. Yeah. And I, I do want to read just a couple of these sure. quick comments here. Uh, Napkin 8 says, we want names, Jeff, who's, uh, who back east? And I agree with you on yep. that one because same thing with Carrie Lake. She said uh, at the beginning of the conversation, is this our friend? Who is she talking about? Who is their friend? Who is friends with her and Jeff? You know, is she talking about Trump? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, she's even kind of speaking in a coded language that I wish was a little more uh, specific. Uh, T. Wall for Life says, I'm thinking this isn't an isolated incident. And I That's also right. agree with you on right, that. I T. think Wall. that this kind of stuff is going on uh, in a lot of different states. If there's a corrupt GOP chair, it's probably going on. And then Brad Ganser says, uh, the real nature of politics class is a great class. So good to yeah. hear that you're uh, with us on that. That's right. Okay, so uh, number four. Five, they have others threaten you, okay? And, you know, we've seen this. Um, I can't speak to it at that level. You know, that's where you kind of get the fear that, you know, the hitman, the infamous hitman is coming for somebody. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to the rest of the audio, she's literally alluding to, you know, they could murder me. And then at the very end, Jeff goes, what did she say? You should expose them. And Jeff goes, well, that's the kind of thing where you turn your car on and it goes, boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Now, he might have just been kind of being funny but you know the clintons there's a lot of people around the clintons that uh haven't fared too well so people do wonder that mm -hmm. if that literally happens but when you have other people threaten you it could be financial it could be legal stuff we've certainly had that happen to us people working on the outside trying to threaten us with some like legal action or something mm -hmm. like that or hey you need to leave so and so alone they're a good representative i know them i know their family you know that kind yeah. of stuff happens all the time and you know, uh, I think when we were attacking Tom Emmer, at least I was, you know, we were, you know, when the speaker battle was going on and a lot of people were exposing him for his rhino record, people were saying, leave Tom alone. We need a Minnesota speaker. And I thought, why the hell do we need a rhino speaker mm -hmm. just because he's from Minnesota? That doesn't, uh, you know, I, I don't give a rip about that. Well, I kind of I liked it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I understood the benefits of it as well. It wasn't my uh, cup of tea, but I'm seeing Napkin 8 with a uh, $10 rumble rant here. Loving hearing uh, the stories of you guys all fighting back. So appreciate you all saying right. that. Well, because he said that, we'll give you the best one of threatening. Okay. This is the best one. We've talked about this on the show. I don't expect you guys to remember all this stuff. Okay. So um, in Senate District 41, Tom DePel, the conservative candidate, takes out Tony Jurgens in the endorsement. Tony Jurgens, the establishment back candidate, the candidate that the Senate Victory Fund, which is the Republican Senate Committee, wanted ends up challenging by the way recruited by senator karen housley of the you know leadership in the senate they recruit him to run in the primary ignore the will of the the delegates run in the primary against tom DePel. tom DePel beats him by 20 points okay mm -hmm. during this process so so let's i should have i should have backdated this to April is when Tom DePel won the endorsement. That means, for those that know, if you go to caucus, you become a delegate, and that's why you guys should go to caucus, and you should become delegates. But if you go to caucus, become a delegate at Minnesota, you get to choose who you want to endorse for the legislature. And the the uh, delegates, by the way, I just happen to be one of them in that district. That's the district I live in. Mm -hmm. uh, we, like 70%, I think it was, went Tom DePel. Mm -hmm. So um, the establishment knew their play was to get Tony Jurgens in. They wanted Tony Jurgens to be their candidate. Tony Jurgens, who's Tony Jurgens? Like the biggest rhino in the world. And how do we know he's a rhino? Because when he lost the primary, he endorsed the Democrat and swung the entire Minnesota government to the Democrats. That's who Tony Jurgens is. 
like by definition, there's no argument. The guy's a rhino. He endorsed a Democrat, and they took over the trifecta of government. But the key point here in the threat <clears throat> is they didn't want to have to do a primary because primaries are expensive, and by the way, they could lose a primary, which they did. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They went to Tom DePal and they said, you have conducted an illegal activity with Action for Liberty. It's a campaign finance violation, and this is going to come out if you continue your uh, campaign. Now, uh, Tom never wanted to actually bring this to the public's view, which is I've told Tom he should do it because the be- number one thing you got to do to stop corruption in the future is you got to expose it. Just however, like Harry Lake. However, yep. the establishment made the wrong move. The mm-hmm. establishment then, for whatever reason, a, almost a year later, decided we're going to go ahead and do that campaign finance complaint. Mostly, well, for whatever reason, we know they want to harm us, right? This was just dismissed by the campaign finance board. Once again, wasting government tax resources, Republican establishment coming after us with a completely fabricated, erroneous campaign finance board complaint. Uh, which was dismissed. I think it was dismissed in December. It's, it's mm-hmm. getting hard to track how many of these erroneous campaign finance board complaints we're having. Mm-hmm. We win them all because we don't do anything wrong. Anyhow, so they actually carried through with it. Well, then Tom DePell, in his defense, brought this up. So it is on public record. Mm-hmm. They threatened to tell, th- threatened Tom DePell getting trying to get him out of the race. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this legal action was going to come. By the way, they never brought it that summer. They waited till way after the election, but they threatened him with it, and it was total bullshit. Mm-hmm. So this stuff happens right in Minnesota, and that is like not a minor little thing. It's such a major thing because Tom DePell ends up spending $50,000 in the primary against some loser rhino who mm-hmm. ends up endorsing the Democrat. That 50000 could have been spent in the general election. He loses by 321 votes. Mm-hmm. That was the closest district what gave the Democrats the... Uh, the trifecta in our government. So, yes, they mm-hmm. will try to do this. They will threaten people even here in Minnesota Senate districts. I have more examples, um, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go into those. You know, yeah, someday you know, Jurgens also did this under the guise that uh, Judy Sieber was some kind of like blue dog Democrat. She's fallen in line on every single right. bill. The transgender mutilation for children, she's all for it. Abortion up to the moment of birth, she's all for it. Judy Sieber, she doesn't have any issue where she differentiates herself from the rest of the Democrats, she's just as radical as Omar Fateh. She's just as radical as every other uh, Democrat within the Senate there. And um, just a couple of comments here. Uh, Razzle Dazzle agrees with me, says, uh, keep it, uh, keep attacking Emmer. It's warranted more than a rhino, a Democrat that has infiltrated the Republican Party. Agreed with you on that. Uh, Brad Ganser says, Tony Jurgens is responsible for the disaster that was last session. Uh, and we got Dave's right joining the chat here, says hello. And also I see... Uh, Zane X Ha One, uh, I, I I'm looking at your Rumble channel because you're telling people to follow you in the chat. I, I'm not sure what the hell your channel is to be honest with you. It's it's a it's a mix up of random videos, white bikini video. Uh, yeah, but isn't that just a cats troll? versus isn't dogs? That, isn't that a troll? I I can't yeah, tell what this is. Did he just read is. a troll account? Yeah. Well, I, it's not even a troll account. It's like there's it's just uh like a bot maybe. I don't know what well, I'm stop looking Stop bringing at. bots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. This, this is a weird channel. Okay. Well, obviously, the next level is when uh, they try to buy you, and that's what happened in Cary Lake. Obviously, they don't want to buy you because think about the things you got to move to do. I mean, by the way, threatening is probably legal. I don't know Arizona law. We tried looking it up this morning, and 
they could take a little more research because we saw something about public servants. We didn't see something with candidates. It is in Minnesota legal to buy off a candidate, try to remove them from office. That is a legal activity. Mm-hmm. So buying has got huge implications legality wise, but also then it means like you got to convince some donor, or some company to hire somebody and keep them on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I could make some allegations. This has happened in Minnesota without knowing the internals. Um, we have, we've had a, we had somebody, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into that story. <laughs> I don't think I've been personally, um, offered something in politics. So I don't know if we've gotten that level. Um, mm-hmm. maybe that's just cause they made the, um, assumption that couldn't, that wouldn't work with me. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. And you know, one thing on principle, actually, it's funny with that Jeff DeWitt, I, I kind of agree that I'd rather have Carrie Lake in the, uh, U.S. Senate race, but guess what? If she does, you know, let's say in the scenario where she took that offer and she said, okay, I'll wait two years, guess what's going to happen in two years? They're paying her off again yep. and again and again uh, up until the moment that she has no more uh, grassroots support. Uh, once the energy behind Carrie Lake is gone, that's when they go, okay, you know, our investment was worth it. We got right. what we wanted to out of it. Right. But, you know, I would rather see Carrie Lake as governor, but that that's a separate discussion. It's up to her if she wants to run for uh the U.S. Senate, and uh, considering that she's in the race, I hope she does well. So the last one in, in what we teach is uh, they may vote your way or they might come your way, and that's what will happen is Carrie Lake will win the endorsement or win the primary, and then eventually they'll all be on board with Carrie Lake. She'll be a U.S. Senator because she's going <laughs> to win in Arizona, and they'll all be on board with her um, until she really pisses them off, and then we go through the list again. And that's what ends up happening is this is why we – conservatives need to stick to our objective and stick to what we're doing because we will be successful. If you can make it through all those things in the end of the day, you will win on these issues if we don't go away. Okay. And we could show you proof of that here in Minnesota. Certainly. Oh, I forgot this one. Here's a good threatening one. (laughs) This one was crazy. When we were uh, going after the con artist Democrat Mm -hmm. con artists who were voting to protect walls as mercy powers. The sergeant of arms in the Minnesota House called me, Mm -hmm. basically conferring the message that we uh, need to cease operations. Which I told them, no, we're not going to stop doing it. This is a protected right to do. And then, of course, he backs off. Mm -hmm. He's probably just being a good Nazi and doing his job. Mm -hmm. Because the Speaker of the House, Melissa Hortman, told him to do it. Or Ryan Winkler Mm -hmm. told him to do it. By the way, you can go to our YouTube channel, Action for Liberty's YouTube channel. You'll see, literally, on there, you'll see uh, him do this. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, we, we I played the, I played the voicemail he left for me. Mm -hmm. So, Yep, and you know, like you said, uh, maybe the establishment realized you can't be bought off, but uh, Brad Ganser says the Tushi is offered chicken wings to be bought off. So you know, if the establishment knew that secret, uh, maybe they could own Tushi too. It'd be it, that'd be a sad. Yeah, day, I don't though. think Tushi can be bought off. By the way, probably not. He's doing <laughs> tu- he's doing chicken wings for something he wants to do. By the way, yeah, that guy is pr- Tushi is very principled. All right, mm-hmm. uh, although Yeg, may- maybe you could buy him off with Yeg. <laughs> Let's move on to, I think we beat that one to death. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, you know, once again, stay the course. Stay the course. There's more of us than there are them. Conservatives need to be strong-willed. I think there's a optimistic story here. Uh, I know the news and everything and all these threats and bribery is bad. But if we stay the course, and Carrie Lake showed, stay the course, and now she's succeeding, uh, we will prevail in the end. 
Uh, let's go. And so speaking of which, Texas versus the Biden administration. This is an interesting story. This is from um, the Texas Tribune. I mean, everyone's like, what's going to go on here? You know, like, are they going to cave to the federal government for the Supreme Court? Go ahead and read that. Oh, yeah, we got a T-Wall for life, $15 Rumble Rand thank you, says, didn't he ask her to name her price? Yeah, yeah, yeah. later on in the conversation, they get into all the specifics and everything. If you if you haven't listened to the full audio yet, definitely encourage you to do it because uh, it, it gives you a lens into, you know, the way politics really works. But, yeah, he, you know, she was, you know, I think they'd be willing to offer, you know, more than a billion dollars to get out of this thing because, uh, she's very popular, and that's the last kind of person they want in D.C. I don't know. Unless you're Epstein, I don't think you can transfer that kind of wealth yeah. without people knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I used to have this joke. Yeah, you could buy me out for a million dollars. So then we'll we'll shut down Action for Liberty. We'll take the million dollars and roll it into a brand new liberty organization <laughs> fighting for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it just doesn't work buying someone off. I mm-hmm. mean, it doesn't work for people like us because we're not in this for money. We're in this for the principle. We really, truly believe in liberty. Now, there are people that get bought off because they're just looking for an easier life, which, by the way, you kind of understand. Like, no one wants to struggle, struggle financially. Yeah, there you go. Dawson's like, you can buy me yeah. off. But... You know, then never come to uh, because lobbyists to a degree have all been bought off, right? If you're lobbying for something you don't really truly believe in, mm-hmm. then you've basically looked at the value of your service and the money it provides as a higher thing than the actual values you pretend to believe in. Mm-hmm. Like to me, <laughs> I would never work against liberty. That's there's no. I mean, Carrie kind of said that there's no price to work against liberty. Yeah. Right? For me not to run for U.S. Senate, maybe there is a price. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't really want to do it that much. <laughs> right. Uh, but, no, I think she's got good intentions. All right, here we go. Texas border standoff with feds continues despite U.S. Supreme Court orders. is written by the Texas Tribune. The Texas National Guard and state troopers are still rolling out concertina wire and preventing Border Patrol agents from accessing most of Shelby Park, a 47-acre Eagle Pass park that sits on the bank of the Rio Grande, where thousands of migrants have crossed. I mean, just think about this, like happening by your house. Mm-hmm. Like in Minnesota, it's such a foreign concept to think of thousands of people migrating through that small of an area. Mm-hmm. And that's what's the reality. And that's why they're doing this. Those continued efforts come despite the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this week vacating a lower court's decision that prevented Border Patrol agents from cutting the state's concertina wire to apprehend people who already crossed the river. The Supreme Court's 5-4 order didn't give any reason and didn't explicitly say Border Patrol agents were allowed to access the park or that the state had to remove the concertina wire. So the, stat, the state has doubled down and some Republican lawmakers have said Texas should defy the Supreme Court's ruling, which, by the way, from my knowledge, they haven't defied the Supreme Court's ruling. They are putting up more concertina wire, but it didn't say they couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, Governor Greg Abbott defended his action saying Texas has the right to continue doing what it's doing. He added without providing evidence that president <laughs> Biden has been refusing to enforce current immigration laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the media right there. Right. Well, he didn't provide evidence to the thing that everyone knows is <laughs> happening. The next paragraph is the evidence. Yeah. He, he's quoted here. President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Abbott said, instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers and federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. <laughs> it doesn't need, he doesn't need evidence. Everyone yeah, the, sees. The proof is out there. Yeah, the migrants are coming. 
we know they're coming because the Biden administration has taken away the policy, the Trump era policy, where supposed asylum seekers have to stay in the country next to ours instead of come in here. So he allows these people to come in here and then they get basically adjudicated within a two to three year span. Mm-hmm. So it's like a backdoor into illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. So what is he t- like? There's no evidence needed here. That is like widely known facts with anyone that's paying attention. But leave it to the media to ignore that and try to. Well, it is a clown show. Napkin eight. Says, yeah. yeah, it's a clown show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why we do what we do. We expose the corrupt politicians and line corporate media. Yeah. And, right? you know, Abbott, he's not perfect. He's, it's not like this is some liberty champion. You know, he's kind of establishment in a lot of ways. I appreciate what he's doing because, I mean, how long are you going to just allow uh, open borders to be flooding your own state at a certain point, you have to take a stand. And I appreciate that this uh, battle is happening because I think it is an important constitutional question of uh, who has the proper authority for border security and what do you do in the situation where a federal government is abdicating that responsibility. Uh, so I, I think that this is an important question. I appreciate that it's getting through the courts. I mean, I'm not happy that Amy Coney Barrett is siding with these liberals on this because, you know, it's just crazy to me that, uh, you know, I'm not sure what her rationale for that was but I, no I think one knows because they didn't tell right. us yeah. yeah and maybe that was an intentional thing because uh that was just tro i guess right you know so jesse i think the thing that solves this is secession <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I don't think so i'm not i'm not a secessionist at least i'm not there yet you know but if our if our government got to a certain point maybe but uh, well, the way that I look certain, at it, we well, want to be the global what is superpower. What a certain point it has to get to before you go, wait, I don't want to be part Here's of this. Here's the thing. $33 trillion in debt. And- even though Joe Biden sucks, there's all these problems. We're still mostly free in this country. We're able to make right. this broadcast. We're able to speak our minds. But you could be more free in the state of Texas. Could I? You know, I, I don't know. It's not like Abbott. Like I said, it's not like he's a freedom warrior. I'm not sure I would believe that. You know, maybe in certain regards, there's more freedom on gun rights or maybe something else. But... Uh, you know, the way I see it is uh, we are in a global battle between us, China, and a little bit Russia of who wants to be the superpower of the world. If we allow secession, if we allow our country to become divided, uh, if we decide to split off. Wait, what uh, do you mean by we allow? If we, because the American the, the, see, people. Now, see, because we were having this discussion in the pre-show, and I'm like, let's save it for the show. You just, you're talking so nationalistically here. It's like mm-hmm. the, the, the state, you know, this is a great book, Compact of the Republic, written by David Benner, a good friend of mine. Um, it's really a voluntary association of states. That's our founding, right? We're in many ways like um, we're in many ways like Europe and the European Union in the sense that you do have a general government that does certain limited stuff. And there are still sovereign countries. I mean, states are just countries, right? We call them states. They do have their own flags. They do have distinct features. They have their own republic government. They don't, they, they, for lack of better terms, are countries. And because they are sovereign and because they voluntarily joined the compact of states, they should be able to voluntarily leave when the uh, national entity or the union of the states is no longer pursuing constitutional means or or the basic functions like protecting the border. Like, where am I wrong on that? You know, and, you know, and by the way, Texas has got such a booming economy there. They can literally secede. I told you before they'd be Germany. Would they be an OK country? Sure. You know, they'd have an economy. But 
uh, you know, they're supposed, you know, are we supposed to believe that Texas is going to be the United States' ally in that situation? It's only going to cause problems. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to see a battle between the government killing uh, the people. And I don't want to see, I don't want to see that civil war unfolding. And uh, we're screwed forever electorally if we get rid of Texas. Uh, we're never going to win another presidential election again. Uh, so we'll be completely screwed on that front. That's very true. Uh, and, you know, but if you're I, Texan, I am a nationalist. You're in certain, Texan, you're looking independently. That, right. right. But, you know, I am a nationalist in a lot of ways, more than I am a statist in some ways, because, uh, you, you know, I, I believe that we are stronger together as a country. And I do not want China to become the superpower of the world. If China becomes the superpower of the world, uh, we're going to see the complete decline of freedom worldwide. What we're that? not perfect. And especially with uh, the, the things we do overseas with uh, being the police state of the world. Uh, but I would still 100% take that any day over uh, China as our world leader. Yeah, but I don't think those are your two options. By the way, I'd love to hear what you guys think at home. Uh, I don't understand that. Like, I think you're just bringing up. There can like only have, be one. You know, there can only no, there be one they're, superpower. They're literally, well, but so what does a superpower mean? I mean, we're $33 trillion in the hole. We have a, a failed foreign policy, and it's not just Biden, although it's really bad under Biden. Texas could do their own thing, and they should do their own thing if the general government, first of all, the, the, the federal government shouldn't even exist to the degree it is right now. It's 180 degree difference than what the Constitution even allowed it to be. And it's a broken system. It's bankrupt. It's hurting. It's actually hurting us being part of the United States of America, right? I love what the United States of America represents, but from a liberty standpoint and an individual rights standpoint, it seems better at this point to be uh, apart from that union, which you could still trade. You could still come up with uh, clear alliances on defense, right? So, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, why couldn't you? Because if you secede from our country, we're not giving you shit. <laughs> you know, that's if Texas secedes, you know, well, why would we why, have, they we would not be alliances. our friend? We have NATO. NATO's a joint alliance. Why wouldn't Texas jo have a joint alliance in defense with uh, the rest of the states? Why wouldn't they do that? I mean, I mean, we like literally we have this with Ukraine. You say we would right, have but I'm a not, defense I'm not, with Ukraine, but we wouldn't do it with but Texas. But I'm not for NATO. I don't think you are either. You know, I don't think either of us think that it's reasonable for NATO to to continue to exist. Right, but I do believe that we could do this with Texas. If they secede, they're not our ally. You know, that's I think the biggest problem. I think they're our ally. I think they're making a smart... Con conscious decision you know mm -hmm. by the way <laughs> i don't plan to move to texas so i generally don't want this to happen because you're right the uh electoral map sucks for us then yeah you know that's a enormous amount of electoral votes gone mm -hmm. but from a position of a texan which ha they have a very rugged individualist streak mm -hmm. it it actually makes a ton of sense and, and this is and this you is know I, to me I, I just look at more in, in like a perspective that it's not even if uh if we had secession in this country. So what is the ultimate solution? Are you wanting to weigh in here too, Dustin? Well, let, me, let me pose this question. What is the ultimate solution if if the federal government continues to usurp their powers, usurp their uh, responsibilities, and they act unconstitutionally, and they go against individual rights and states' rights, and the Supreme Court backs them on these things? What do you think is the solution here? I mean, is it just completely ignoring the federal government? At some point, doesn't it kind of lead to, to secession? 
I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I'm not 100% sure because, uh, you no, know, we, we could make the argument that why didn't we all secede during vaccine mandates? But to me, it's the reason I'm against is because I, I still believe in the the picture of America. I still believe. Oh, I do too. You know, yeah. I still believe in our constitution. I still believe uh, that our nation is stronger together. Uh, even well, yeah, though I, I, you know, I there's do so too. many problems. I, but. I do too, Jesse. I'm just saying when they're. The problem with the Constitution is it doesn't protrude fangs and bite its aggressors. Mm -hmm. So if the politicians that are in the care of the Constitution and supposed to do what's constitutional don't do it, mm -hmm. well, something's got to happen. And, you know, it seems these days, well, Carrie Lake, right? You mm -hmm. get a good candidate to run for U.S. Senate, which, by the way, would only be one of, fifth, one of 100. And they'll threaten and try to remove her or try to buy her off, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're not going to solve it by just sending a new senator there, although I would definitely advocate for sending better representative senators out right. there. But the states seem to be the, the solution here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's – listen, I'm just I'm having some fun with you, Jesse, because yep. no one knows right here. This is like – this is why people are talking about it. It's clearly a big issue. And Texas is doing something that seems today to be unprecedented. In the history of the United States, it's not unprecedented. There's a lot of times where states started acting up to the federal government. And it happened right away at this the onset of this country. Mm -hmm. Dawson, you look like you want to speak. What do you, I'm, what do you get? I'm trying to think of the answer to the question, what if the government keeps on doing these things, isn't the ultimate answer seceding? It, to secede, is it, is it a vote in the legislature of a state? Well, you certainly hope they do that. <laughs> Don't do the main thing and just the Secretary of State decides unilaterally. Well, and that's the problem. <laughs> you know, there, there's not like a procedural outline of right. it, you right. know, because uh, the only way that secession was tried before was through the Civil War. Uh, besides that, uh, you know, it's not like there's a complete process where, you know, it, got, it has to work its way through the state house, state senate, then citizen approval, and then federal government approval. I mean, in that situation, if... If the feds and Texas agreed to it, then I'm sure it would just happen. But uh, of course, that would never happen. Yeah, it just—it yep. seems like it would be so, like in Texas, you still have some people who would agree with like different blue states or something like that. So if Texas were to secede, just like one day they're like, "Ah, uh, we're done." That's like. Then aren't they the massive immigrant I or emigrant issue where it's like all these people are fleeing Texas and all these people are coming into Texas because they're like, I want out of here. I want into here. Mm -hmm. It's like then they're going to have a border crisis on literally every border that they have. Yeah, because you're right. You know, it's Good. like probably only 55 to 60 percent of uh, Texas votes Republican. So, you know, th that means that there's, you know, about 40 percent or so that. 40, 45% that are, you know, that are with Joe Biden. So, yeah, well, it shows I mean, that. But when you break it down, would they really be with, with what does that even mean, with Joe Biden? Right. I, I guess I just mean voting for him and the yeah. people that are dumb and blind and vote for, you know, blue no matter who. But they can always move. I mean, essentially in the system well, that we already have, there was a mass migration can, of people Can they always COVID. move, though? Cause then, What's that? Can they always move? Because if Texas secedes, then... Oh, we're, like you're a Texas immigrant. Like we'll let you in, but then the <laughs> people from the U.S. I want to go to yeah, Texas. I never thought of that. Like, what does that what does that mean in the end? What is that kind of border control going to be when it's between Texas and whatever? Well, see, that's where I would advocate that we set up something similar to Europe, where we do have the ability for people to go across borders. I mean, they wouldn't be citizens. 
but they can go across borders and we can do it peacefully right peacefully that's what i want to see peacefully, peacefully what, 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 what does say at home here Let's see peacefully here. with a state that just seceded from the yeah well it doesn't have to be US. that way that's my point it could mm-hmm. be done peacefully yeah um, that's the problem with the civil war is it wasn't done peacefully the uh, nikki Haley really screwed that one up when she answered it. Mm. But obviously slavery, a massive component of it. So bad reasons. But then Abraham Lincoln marches the northern armies into southern towns. That's not a peaceful solution, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to adjudicate that because obviously slavery is a massive liberty issue and that needs to be eradicated. So mm-hmm. there is a principle obviously there. So let's let's look at today where I don't think you have this I mean, there and could you know, be at that time, it, it was a, it was a fringe minority. I think one thing I had seen was that what only three percent of uh, people in the South owned slaves at the oh, time yeah, of the Civil uh, War. So you know, it was definitely uh, you know, in some ways, a culture war, uh, and and in some ways, you know, you just rally with your people. So and was it was it just elites like choosing what was going to happen? Like we want you mean in the Confederacy? Away. Yeah. You know, that's a tough one. I, I don't want to speak at a turn. I, I don't have all that stuff fresh in my mind, mm. uh, memory-wise. But, yeah, I mean, you look at Jefferson Davis and you look at uh, some of the other leaders of the Confederacy, you know, they, they were really the ones pulling the strings and they were really the ones who wanted to create their own power structure, their own opportunity to become, uh, you know, a president. Uh, and we know how long that lasted. But, uh, yeah, to get to some of these comments here, though, Napkinade says, if we weren't making headway, I would agree with secession. North MN says, I doubt we would be able to convince Walls into uh, succession. Uh, Tucker91 says, one of the uh, reasons Texas joined the U.S. was for border protection from Mexico. They would have never joined if they knew that they would be left on their own. That's an interesting point. Uh, Brad Ganser says, if Texas is successful in uh, seceding, I'm heading to Dallas. Hashtag, how about them cowboys? I really like what Tucker had to say. It's a great point. Um, And, you know, we talk about secession and we forget that Brexit, which was... When was Brexit? 2015? Is that that was before Trump? Yeah, I think it was. Think, yeah. Boy, time flies. Yeah, I know. It feels like it wasn't well, too Bre- long Brexit ago. Brexit was secession. So it, it does happen. This isn't a crazy. Yeah, it's theory. a little different though. You know, that that was a globalist secession. You're, you're you know seceding from an internationalist entity. No, a European entity. Right. It's but that's the same thing. Europe, but Europe, the EU, is very similar to what the United States is. Because there's many different polities inside of one conglomerate, right? They mm-hmm. just did it differently. They did this way late. Obviously, Europe predates us by many years. EU's but a new I, I see the EU, it's a little more like the UN than it is the U.S. federal government. It's more of a representation board of all these different countries coming together. They have some different rules and laws and things that the EU was pushing, especially when it came to uh mandating free speech on the internet which i'm sure nikki haley must love but uh you know besides that uh you, you know I, I think that for the most part the authority lies within the countries yes yeah, yeah but that's my point jesse right that's our constitution that's how it, it was never be, right. yeah it was never supposed to be the way it is so that's what my argument is it's so far from what it was supposed to be that it's almost like we're being held hostage mm-hmm. right and so that that's the argument for secession. It's like you guys are not pursuing the Constitution. You're not doing what was lawful, what we granted you the right to do. Mm-hmm. And they voluntarily signed this compact to become a country or a union of states. Yeah. And then what was the guideline or what was the rules? Well, the rules are the Constitution. And when they're not following the damn Constitution, mm-hmm. what's the recourse? And that's the scary thing. We don't know. 
What's Mark sharing here? Po Governor Abbott strengthens economic relationship with technology partners in Mumbai. Yeah, I mean, they're a powerhouse mm -hmm. economically. Let's go to the next story here. Um, okay, uh, Trooper Ryan Londergren charged with murder by Hennepin County attorney. This is from uh, Forbes. If people that aren't from Minnesota, you might not know the story. We did cover it when it happened. Basically, July 31st, so this is back in August when we did the show. So a state trooper pulls over Ricky Cobb, who mm -hmm. happens to be a black guy. Obviously, that's what gets everyone everyone riled up about things these days. And the cop happens to be white. That doesn't always matter, obviously, because in the case of uh, George Floyd, two of the police officers were not white. Mm -hmm. Two of the four, right? Um. So he pulls over Ricky Cobb, and this is like 2 in the morning or something like that um, because his lights weren't on mm -hmm. when he makes the the um, on the freeway. Runs the plates. Yeah, it's on freeways it's on 94 right in the heart of uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. He notices that this guy is actually needs to be brought in for some uh, violating, I think, like a, a restraining order or something like that. He's got a record. Mm-hmm. So he goes to uh, do a lawful arrest on the guy with two other state patrol officers. And Ricky Cobb then gets on the uh, sh uh, um, sh shifts into drive and starts fleeing the cops with them in basically half inside the vehicle, dragging one cop and cr causing some injuries. At this point is when the officer, Ryan Londegren, I think – I'm saying this correctly, accidentally or discharges his firearm and ends up killing Ricky Cobb, okay? I'm saying accidentally because I don't believe his intention was to do it, but probably because uh, Ricky Cobb got in the vehicle, or sorry, didn't get in the vehicle, he was already in the vehicle, but sped mm -hmm. off probably the finger slips or was a, a reaction to it, okay? Now, this happens Right, in because he, he already had his gun drawn, if I'm remembering correct. what Correct, they were making happened. a lawful he, arrest and the guy was already... Right, he had his gun drawn uh, from the outside of the passenger window. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I remember the story correctly, but uh, yeah, and maybe you're right. Maybe it was an accident when he pulled the trigger. Maybe he, you know, probably a better opportunity is you shoot the tires, uh, you know, because that's the easiest way to stop somebody. But maybe, yeah, maybe. And, and you don't know what kind of damage this guy could cause. Right, and then then you have to worry about bullet ricochets and all kinds of stuff. Right. So you know, I'm I'm not a police officer. I don't want to pretend like I got all the answers. But obviously, it would have been better if uh, this guy Ricky Cobb didn't get shot. Uh, and you know, there, there's plenty plenty of people who flee from the police. This isn't the first time ever that that's happened, and not every single time do the police start shooting. Uh, but yeah, but when the cops are actually inside, half inside the vehicle, you right. do have a deadly weapon by fleeing. With right, and somebody weapon. being dragged along, obviously not acceptable. Right, you know, for for what would be a lawful arrest, I think it's a different thing. We got a tyrannical government, although some people look at it this way, but a tyrannical government arresting people with no real cause. This is not what happened here. This is a guy that literally uh, was bra had broken the law and needed to be brought into, I think it was Ramsey County. So this is from Forbes. A Minnesota State Patrol trooper was charged Wednesday with three criminal counts in the fatal shooting of Ricky Cobb II during a traffic stop in Minneapolis last July. It was July 31st that it happened. Mm -hmm. The County Attorney's Office said, Minnesota State Patrol Trooper Ryan Lonegren, these are the key facts, Lonegren, 27, was charged with second-degree unintentional murder, first-degree assault, and second-degree manslaughter. He's only July, 27? He's only 27. That is crazy. In the July 31 fatal shooting of Cobb, who was 33, 
The attorney's office, which received the case in September, following a Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension investigation, is not seeking bail, and prosecutors will ask the court to have Lonegren surrender his passport and firearms, the statement says. Head of a county attorney, Mary Moriarty, 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 I don't know why I can say her name, told reporters during a news conference that the office called on a use-of-force expert to conduct an independent review of the case following the investigation. The typical sentence for a second-degree murder conviction is from under 11 years to 15 years. Uh, okay, so let's... Yeah, he definitely doesn't deserve 11 to 15 years for that. You know, I mean, I understand certain things like, you know, maybe you got to put someone on a temporary, uh, you know, leave of absence, and uh, maybe you got to give them paid leave or unpaid leave, depending on circumstances for different situations, but... 11 to 15 years is unbelievably ridiculous and you know hearing that he's only 27 i didn't realize that before but you know i look at that and i go that guy's only two years older than me you know you can see how that kind of you know just mistakes happen and you know sometimes especially when your adrenaline's going uh that's why i don't want to be a cop because i know that i'd screw it up immediately i'd I'd do something wrong and uh you know that's why you got to have respect for the guys that are very very good at their jobs and the ones who uh you know keep a positive attitude and they don't go negative with everybody uh, but it's just, uh, it's crazy to hear that Mary Moriarty is, uh, pushing this crap and who knows, maybe Keith Ellison is going to have to step in again because she's overstepping her bounds big time with, uh, this charge. We looked at what the, uh, statute said for defining a uh, second degree, uh, felony unintentional murder. And it just didn't even look like, uh, well, this situation fit yeah, the statute. Let's get into it. I put on line 18, the video. So let's watch the video and then we'll show you guys what uh, second-degree unintentional murder charges are in Minnesota by statute, and we'll let you decide on it because it does seem a little goofy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they th- – What it's just so, – so the Hennepin County attorney, for those that don't know, is, the, is making a lot of uh, noise, a lot of news these days for basically letting bad dudes, people that are committing violent crimes or at least gun crimes, illegal gun crimes, letting them off easily, and then here she is – prosecuting a state patrol officer doing a very difficult job mm-hmm. uh, six months after the incident. So in other words, they've been allowing this murderer, as they say, go free for six months to go commit more murder. Yeah. He's not a murderer, by the way. I think that's a crazy charge. Here's right. the video. This is a graphic video, by the way, so viewer discretion or whatever. And brought down, so... I'm just going to go a driver's side approach. And, uh, yeah, he's nice to meet you. He's just ants. How you doing, my man? I'm going to need you to step out, though. We're going to have some stuff to talk about, okay? We just have some stuff to talk about. Every time y'all talk about right, we some stuff to talk about, y'all been taking me to jail before what? Okay. We have some stuff to talk about. Ramsey County, we just have to have you step out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, no. Well, Ramsey County. Yes. Never. Okay, do you want on just just No 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 because I call my attorney right now. Hey, this ain't no funny All right, so, you know, <laughs> I should have been a little bit smarter and not brought up USA Today's video that was selectively edited there. 
Uh, I don't know if they show other angles of it, but boy, they cut that one off real quick and showed the probably worst angle possible for that incident. I don't know if they show it because I remember we diagnosed this video at the time and I, I mm-hmm. should have had this ready to go, but we wanted to talk about those other two stories first. It did not, it looked a lot worse from that angle. It almost looks like the cop drew the weapon and just intended to shoot it right away. Mm-hmm. But you see in the other video, and I don't know, maybe we could find this on the fly, Dawson, or you could see if the video is still running. But it shows basically the cops guys, his uh, weapon drawn. The guy then takes off, and I don't know if, uh, and the reason, the other reason I said they were selectively editing it, it doesn't show them dragging. I think the trooper to the left is drugged by the vehicle. Is this showing it? Um, no, this is the same thing. But what we were looking at was this guy to the right. That's he, that's Ryan Londergren. Yep. Yeah. The, he pulled out his weapon as this guy was pulling away. Right. And then yeah. our thought was that he got like stuck here while he was getting tugged away or, you know, pulled by the car. And so that's when he either accidentally fired or purposefully fired his weapon. I personally mm-hmm. think that well, you'd if he fired it on, on purpose, that would make sense. But I don't know. I don't think it's firearms got a safety in it. Oh, no? Okay. No. Do see, police? See, it doesn't sh- see, that's why I'm saying it cuts it off so you don't get the context of this gentleman on the left, the trooper that ends up getting injuries that night being drugged by the vehicle, meaning he's putting th- that Ricky Cobb's putting this guy in danger. Mm-hmm. I, Listen, is, unfortunate, you don't want to see people die, okay? But it just goes back to the fact that this guy is causing, like literally a vehicle is a, a lethal weapon in this regard. He's resisting a lawful arrest. Yeah, I think I've, I watch a guilty pleasure of mine is watching cop arrest videos and stuff like that. Jake walks in on me yeah, watching them sometimes. Me too. And it's like. <laughs> I have seen so many people pulling away from police officers and stuff. And what happens almost every time is the police officer gets back into their car and then takes off after him, right? Yeah. So the only difference here is that this guy's got his gun out already when he's starting to peel away. Right. And so it it seems like an accident to me. But at the same time, should you have had your gun out right then? I don't think so. It seems like that would be right. Now, once again, I am not... I, I come from a military background, so I could speak to that, the rules of engagement. I couldn't speak to law enforcement, but you, ha- you have to look at a vehicle as a deadly weapon. So, you know, if someone's pointing a gun at a cop, the cop has the right to pull the firearm, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't they have the right if someone is using this as well, right? I'd be curious but, to see you what know, may- Maybe that's the case if uh, Ricky Cobb was driving right at him. You know, maybe in that situation you have a right to shoot, but... Uh, you know, he's on the side of his car. I'm not saying the right to shoot. I'm saying the right is a deterrent, right? Mm-hmm. You can pull a... F- What's that? It, it, like I say, every single one that I've seen, there's. it seems like there's a procedure is you're in their car, they start to take off. Your police officer duty is to get as far away from the car as possible, right? Because you don't want to get hurt. Get to your car, take off after him. So so that this guy can actually... And it, it looked like Lonegren. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So this guy can then drive recklessly and possibly people do that all else? the time people What's drive that? recklessly just like right whatever right but they're literally in minneapolis and i think this predated this i'm pretty sure predated it where um john thompson former representative john thompson's son literally smashed a car of was it five women and some girls maybe something like that mm-hmm. and, mur- and killed them all 
Yeah. Well, is is someone manslaughter? Is somebody driving a car? Then they have a. What do you think is going to happen? The guy's already taken off from the cops. Yeah. So it doesn't seem natural. The next thing that's going to happen is a chase, high speed chase. Doesn't that seem like the next level? That's this is going to. Yeah, high speed chases happen all the time. Well, that's not a good thing. Yeah, it's not. High speed chases happen, and then that's when you slam into a. Vehicle with five women and you kill them. So instead, you shoot the guy. No, I'm saying that's why you brandished a firearm. I think it was a mistake that the the firearm went off. But yeah. don't you think to stop that from happening is okay and lawful? Boy, we should have a cop on the show to kind of go through we, what's correct. We should know but you what, would think it's lawful mm-hmm. for a cop to draw his firearm to try to deter someone from driving off. I've literally never seen somebody do that in a cop video of somebody taking away. So it seems like it's not in their training necessarily. Well, Kim Potter I, I mean, did it. Yeah, that, that's she the thing. Was, she was trying to grab a train. I think it's a gray seat. area. Like, obviously, there's not a training manual for every little incident that a police officer is going to face. They just know that if their life is in danger, they have the right to respond. And in that moment, he obviously felt like his life was in danger. Uh, you know, we, we can argue whether or not he was right to think that, but that's obviously the situation here. Mm. Let's go to, I mean, once again, I think you have to see multiple angles. But let's go yeah, to if you have the, the right video. What's that? If you have the right video somewhere, then we well, why don't you just do this? Let's do it on the fly here. I think we, we got to do this more justice. Go just look up Ricky Cobb video. Would it, would it be easier to find our initial reaction to it on Rumble? It might, but yeah, it'd be kind of I think we watched like a long version of yeah. it. Though. I think I, it's on YouTube. You know, if you just look up Ricky Cobb shooting, I'm sure it pulls up. And then I'm going to get to the uh, section of law that's second degree unintentional murder. Oh, my gosh. I freaking hate Bing so much. And this is by Care 11. This might be this might be good. It's only yeah, it's three minutes. Long. Yeah, What's that? It's only three minutes long. I don't. Yeah, but it seems like that might be. Oh my gosh! Blah blah blah. blah right, let's blah, take blah, a blah, look. Blah. It is the same exact thing. It looks like. Eh, it's got yeah. Well, at least they sh- see. They at least yeah, show they, it they driving off on. on this one, so you can see it actually causing harm. Okay, so see, this is a what? different angle. That guy like jumped into the car. That was before it started. To They're take trying off, to though. make an arrest. You can see that cop on the left was injured. Okay, there you go. That's the angle. Do we have volume on this? Do. I'm sure it's just them reporting on it, though. Asked him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he refused to get out of the car. Get out of the car now! Trooper Ryan Londrigan fired from the passenger side as his partner, Trooper Brett Seide, was leaning inside trying to stop Cobb from fleeing. Londrigan's attorney argues the shooting was justified because got, the car was moving, yeah. Sidey was being dragged, and Londrigan was protecting Sidey and himself from death or great bodily harm. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty believes the shooting was not justified, saying an objectively reasonable officer would not have fired those shots. They are not allowed to shoot at a car which is driving away. They're not allowed to shoot <laughs> Can't someone do that, Jesse. to prevent mm-hmm. the car from driving away. They are only allowed to use deadly force if it will prevent great bodily harm or death to their partner or somebody else. According to the criminal... I mean, that sounds pretty cut and dry, doesn't it? 
Uh, well, then the defense. No, I, Mary Moriarty's so full of shit. I mean, that's the thing. You know, she she wants to sit there and act like she's got all the answers. She's never been a police officer. She doesn't know the first thing. You know, so she wants to be the one to uh, who, who make she? all these uh, judgments here. Who uh, is she? The the she's the county prosecutor for Hennepin County. So she, I assume she would have studied whatever their training is then. Yeah, well, that's a big assumption there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, usually in most cases, what you find is most uh, district attorneys, most prosecutors are usually pretty reasonable, smart people who are competent. Mary Moriarty is not. <laughs> and she's obviously, uh, you know, she's made this so politicized, she waits for the opportunity for any of these, uh, you know, cases to come up. Uh, she obviously isn't a fan of cops, uh, which is fine, you know, but that's fine for a private person to believe whatever they want. But when you are a government official who is designated with protecting the order uh, and justice within uh, Hennepin County, uh, you're and you have this extreme bias where, you know, she seems to think that, uh, you know, this doesn't meet the definition. I might even agree with her on some of that. But the problem is, uh, you know, she she's saying it as such a statement of fact uh, that, you know, he wasn't that his life wasn't in risk, that his partner's lives weren't in risk. And therefore, he didn't have that right. You know, one could reasonably make the argument that his life was at risk as he's being dragged by a car. You know, it's one of those things. It's a gray area. I don't think he handled it perfectly, but uh, I'm definitely not with uh, Moriarty. And I definitely don't want to see this guy locked up for more than a decade. It, it seems it seems so much more like a manslaughter thing instead of a murder thing. If yeah, anything. it's a weird thing it's to like, charge with that one. Yeah. Boy, even manslaughter seems crazy. I mean, maybe... The guy definitely shouldn't be a cop anymore, but let's go to um, the stat state statute, subdivision two. So this is the statute on second degree murder in the second degree. Statute 609.185, Minnesota statute. Subdivision two is unintentional murder, so this is what he's being charged of. Whoever does either of the following is guilty of unintentional murder in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 40 years. Can you imagine that? Yeah. They're acting like they basically say that it's they're getting 11 to 15 years. So but they by statute could be 40 years. Yeah. Number one. Cause for unintentional. You know, that's such a crazy thing. Crazy. You know, you, you know, if you don't intentionally mean to do it, then it's, you know, usually a mistake. Well, <laughs> let, let's, let's go through what you go to prison. Well, hold on. Let, let's go through what it mistake. is, because I think you can make the argument with like a drive by shooting. Right. Yeah. OK, so let's let's go through it. Right. Because, uh, like, you drive by shooting, you, you you didn't intend to shoot the two-year-old in the crib. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that sucker should never see the light of day again. Sure. All right. Number one, causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any per- Okay, so I guess that what I just get, gave would not be included, right? Mm-hmm. But th- that's for the subsection unless, one there. Unless the drive-by right. shooting's intention was just to get these guys scared. Yeah. So they're spraying bullets without the intent of it actually harming someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be a hard one to argue Yeah, that's argue a tough sell. Yeah. Tough sell. Causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony offense other than criminal sexual conduct in the first or second degree with force or violence or a drive-by shooting. So it doesn't seem like that. This is second degree unintentional murder by that definition. So definition two is causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim. So in this case, the victim is obviously Cobb here. Mm -hmm. When the perpetrator is restrained under an order for protection 
and the victim is a person designated to receive protection under the order. Doesn't seem like this is at all applying. As used in this clause, order for protection includes an order for protection issued under Chapter 518B, a harassment restraining order issued under 609-748, a court order setting conditions of pretrial release of or conditions of a criminal sentence or juvenile court disposition, a restraining order issued in a marriage dissolution action, and any order issued by a court of another state or of the United States that is similar to any of these orders. I guess what I have to look for is what is an order for protection issued under Chapter 518B. Is that like including a lawful arrest? Is that what mm-hmm. that is? It must be because otherwise I don't know how this would even even comply, um, apply here. Yeah. The way that I'm reading it too, it just doesn't seem like it's the right statute, even if the case was you know, even if it happened in the way that Moriarty's eyes were viewing the situation, uh, even with that, I don't think it's the right statute that she uh, should be applying it to. And I, I'm seeing no, no, a, 518B is domestic abuse, so that hmm. doesn't apply. That is crazy. And yeah, T. Wall for Life says uh, complying with a police officer is now at the driver's discretion. The problem is with her statement is that it suggests that it's okay to just drive away. What were they supposed to do? And I agree. You know, obviously. Uh, you know, someone is not allowed to drive away from the police officers during a traffic stop. Yeah, it's, it's literally in Minneapolis. Someone did that. They were fleeing the cops, and this was John Thompson's son, mm-hmm. and it and literally killed five. I keep saying five. I was pretty sure. Let's see, John Thompson. Yeah, I think son. I'm pretty sure it's five. I think it was four or five too. And you know, John Thompson, his daughter has all kinds of legal problems too with the police. So I mean, you can find those uh, stories out there too of. Uh, you know, her screaming and yelling at the police, just wait till my dad gets here, all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, so. yeah, that happened in, so in June he was arrested. Injured a woman in, no, let's see here. Teenage girl, death of four young women and one teenage girl. Yeah, five. Yeah, mm-hmm. five, so four young women and a teenage girl. Yeah. All killed as he's fleeing police officers. He basically ran a four-way intersection off on an off-ramp if i remember the story right and just is like big suv slammed t-bone basically this car and they're all dead mm-hmm. that's I, why you try to stop somebody from fleeing the damn cops you you act like it's just a high-speed chase yeah a high-speed chase is a very dangerous thing sure i would have to see what the stats are with high-speed chases that result in car crashes that kill five people versus high-speed chases that end with the person getting apprehended. I'm sure it's not every single high-speed chase ends with a bunch of people dead no matter what. Yeah, you know, you said this was 2 a.m., right? You know, so if it's, yeah, if it's, you know, whenever it is, if it's past midnight, if it's early in the morning like that, uh, you have to assume how many police officers do you have out there? Obviously, you have to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think that the officer waited until he had other officers there with him uh, until he was actually going to be able to pull over the vehicle. Usually, you want to have uh, a couple of partners there with you to have your back and observe uh, other surroundings that are going on. You know, obviously, uh, I just thought, forgot what it's called, but when you throw out those strips that... Uh, spike strips. Spike strips, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, that that's one idea that they can pursue. They can, you know, tell someone, go up to this exit, and uh, they're going to be coming up there in two miles. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that the police can do in high-speed chases, but it's totally not preferable, and you, you don't want to risk the lives of, uh, you know, regular people who are just driving uh, I mean, I, in the midst of that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's not preferable over shooting the driver, is it? Because, like, 
it does make sense. How do you stop a fleeing car? It's probably, the best way is probably not by shooting the driver or, like, the tires out. Because then mm-hmm. at that point, the tires, oh, now he's swerving into this lane, and now 20 people are dead. It's well, like, here, okay, so this is actually interesting, and, and none of us are experts yeah, It's like here. pit maneuvers are probably the best, you right. know, where, where you're able to slam right. the car into the cement barrier. I think that is barrier, generally the... The, the, the preferable right. method, right. But, uh, I, I think he didn't mean to discharge his firearm. That's what I think, too. So I think, so once again, so what, is, what does that do to this, this case? But... Can he discharge his firearm in this instance? That's the question. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, it's up to well, whatever. You don't, you don't think so, but, but I'm, I'm like, I, literally, is it? Can he? Mm-hmm. But it's what up, does the law say? It's it's whatever the law says. But in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense to have or to shoot the guy once you're in that situation. Well, that I just situation. gave you a reason why you're just not buying it. Like. Well, because reason. The, you you look at because the vehicle it's gonna start as a deadly a, weapon and literally could cause great bodily harm. No, I don't think that's a good excuse. Well, to but that's what uh, self defense laws say: is if you're gonna cause death or great bodily harm, you can defend your life. Well, you're 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 saying that a car is literally a deadly weapon. Is it legally a deadly weapon? Is it considered a deadly weapon if you're in a high? Yeah, I mean, yeah, question. for sure, it's definitely been used as a deadly weapon driving through protests and things like that. You know, but so in this it case, definitely has been used as a deadly weapon, so it can be seen that way. Right, but in this case, I don't think that it could be considered a deadly weapon. I think that the guy if they're dragging the cop along and the cop dies, then it was a deadly weapon. That is it a de- if if I fall on a knife that somebody's holding, then does that make the knife a deadly weapon in this case? Well. Uh, that's yeah, a I weird, think anyth- anything that, that can kill weird, you. Yeah, but that's a weird thing. It's like, did you use a knife in a, like as a weapon? Driving off with cops attached to it or uh, inside of it would be construed as using it as a deadly weapon, mm-hmm. right? I don't think so. Yeah, and I, I like well, North MN. A- North MN has a good comment here. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but it's not easy to process every option in a split second. And I, I'm basically right. in that. Uh, mindset too and yeah tucker 91 a butter knife is a deadly weapon so yeah exactly anything that can be used for uh the purposes of that so i yeah whatever i mean legally i'm speaking i don't think that a car is considered a deadly weapon in this case legally and so when it comes to well was it police, a weapon you know obviously it was a weapon in this case right because he was dragging the no, officers i don't think that it can be considered a weapon because the cop was holding on to it it's like I don't it, that does, and legally it might be something else. This is just me saying what I think. You're just saying the term. It doesn't d- make it sense. does it doesn't make sense to call a car a deadly weapon. Like if someone's hanging off the back of your car, like trying to rob you or something, and then they die from falling off because you're going too fast. Was your car a weapon? No, then? but that's the, that's what self defense laws are. Yeah, and it, it'd still be a deadly weapon even if uh, it's self defense. I don't think. I yeah, don't because think, uh, self-defense says that if it's going to cause great bodily harm or death, you have the right to, to actually kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Brad so Gander in, says in your legally, case, if someone's trying to rob you, especially with like the, you know, you could be perceived as trying to defend your life. They're trying to rob you, because when you, someone's trying to rob you, you, you're either too weak, where they could overpower you physically, which then you assume great bodily harm. Or they're using a firearm or a knife or something like that. And so if you drove off and the robber was killed, self-defense laws take effect. Mm-hmm. And it's, it seems in this case, it's, it, 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 you know, <laughs> it's, it's a little goofy. It's not as cut and dry as the case you just gave. 
But it does seem like you could make the argument. I just quickly Googled it, and um, it just seems like on there's just a lot of people that weigh in on that issue because obviously mm-hmm. I think it's probably come up, and not just with cops doing their job, but other things. So the, big, you know, the biggest a little bit more discussion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think at home? The the biggest thing that I am curious about is in cop training stuff. It seems like somebody refuses to get out of the car. Next step is to try to get them out of the car. And I'm it, I'm pretty sure that you're supposed to take their keys or something, assuming they're complying a decent amount, which this guy was not. But then as soon as the car starts getting put into drive, taking off, you get away from that car because you're going to get tugged along and that's not going to be good, right? Yeah, and, you know, we just, once again, the media and everyone wants to jump to Ricky Cobb, the, the poor victim, and I'm not saying the guy deser- deserved to die, but you also have to look at him. It was trying to harm law enforcement officers doing illegal act here mm-hmm. you know do you think and that we're people that actually say Chauvin probably was con- uh guilty of something we're not like cops are always right look Minneapolis had a really really bad cop who mm-hmm. did get prosecuted he shot a freaking woman who literally was calling about I think it was a suspicious person or someone like home invasion it was that Australian mm-hmm. woman so li- I'm not the cops aren't always right clearly yeah. But right, and you know, I think I I think it's called the use of force continuum, uh, and sounds right. you, you know, basically that that just shows like the procedural way that a police officer is supposed to engage with a civilian, and uh, what steps must be taken, and uh, you know w- what needs to be done to qualify for deadly force, and what needs to be done to qualify for all these other things. So I, I think that's where the discussion should be at. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I'm this continues to solidify my position of the the Minneapolis police on the training side need a, ref, a reformation mm-hmm. and on like the legal side because I don't think that they can be tried in just normal court like somebody else would be. Cause oh, I 100% agree with you on what you're saying in the sense of training. I mean, cops don't get enough training. They don't get enough firearms training, you know? Yeah. From a guy that comes from the military background, it's crazy to think how little... They get trained on this stuff. It's basically... Yeah, like six months is the... No, I don't even mean their initial training, the, Mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the schooling. It's, I'm talking about like, like, so just like in the military, you know, if you're enlisted, you go to basic training. If you're an officer, you go to some kind of officer basic course, you know, and, you know, just thinking about infantry basic officer course was six months, Fort Benning, Georgia. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know what they still do these days. And, um... Then you go to your unit. It's not like you, the training stops. You're training most of the time. But what happens with police is they just start going on patrols. The, the Tucker says that these were troopers. What's Is there a big difference between? Well, he, he's saying there's a difference between state troopers and the Minneapolis Police Department. Yeah. I, I think he was just making the, yeah, making the distinction. Okay. I No, I mean, I, state troopers, same way. They're, they're going on patrols. They're, they're not like... I remember Jocko Willink had a great way to put this, and I don't remember which case this was. I don't think it was George Floyd, but maybe it was. And he was just talking about, yeah, police need more training. It's like one-third time off, one-third time training, one-third patrolling. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, literally. Because well, and, and by the way, training for incidents like this, to me, is pretty key. Training for mental health issues, people that you're dealing with, but we don't. We, we put them on patrol, and this shit happens. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, well, 
I guess we'll see where this goes. But once again, it's six months after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's like what what is like what's prompting this all of a sudden? We were so worried about the story because we thought it was going to end up being riots again in Minnesota. And apparently, for riots, you need to have a bunch of people during COVID with nothing else to do because you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> and when you got Mary Moriarty uh, as your prosecutor, <laughs> what do you need to protest? Right. <laughs> you know, these liberals got everything they want. So yeah. uh, you know, I guess they're I guess they're happy with where we're at. And just think about this. The guy is going to be prosecuting Hennepin County. That freaking sucks. Mm-hmm. Do, that sucks. Do me. you guys recognize the name Moriarty from anything else? Uh, why? No, I don't think so. Moriarty is the name of the bad guy in the Sherlock Holmes series. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It's super rare, so I just had to point it out. <laughs> What's North Minnesota have to say, and then we'll wrap things up here yeah let's see north minnesota says uh they have to take annual training on multiple things firearms use of force etc their first duty is public safety Isn't that interesting they have to take annual training like annual training like just once a year right well i i know how little cops shoot their firearms it's sad mm-hmm. like if you ever go shoot like uh ars with me you'll, you'll see how proficient i am with that because in the military you shoot them all the time I wasn't as proficient with a handgun. I learned more of my handgun skills after the military because, mm-hmm. yeah. quite frankly, M9 was just not really – it was it wasn't the biggest thing. It's given officers so they have a firearm, but when they don't need it, you know. Yeah. Basically. I'm sure the MPs probably use it more. Right. right. Yeah, but, you, you know, I just think – I come from a background where you train mm-hmm. constantly for this very reason. Yeah. Right. I, I think so, too. I think it's better if uh, there's there's more training, but – I don't want to talk too much smack on the cops here because I think they get a lot of it. And milita- uh, North MN says uh, military gets told what to do in every situation. That's true. Uh, I was just about to say something about the cops, but I forgot I don't know it. What that so means. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know what that means. Military gets told what to do in every situation. That's not, not necessarily true. What do you yeah. mean by that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> Yeah, we'll be talking about this story. This is going to lead a lot of headlines. Yeah, this is going to continue on. Mary Moriarty, you know, she put out her press release. She's not going to say anything else because she doesn't want to give any further answers. Typical Moriarty. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to continue to follow it because, yeah, I think this is going to continue to develop and it's going to be interesting what happens. Right. Um, The stories we didn't get to because we got to wrap things up here, but the stories we didn't get to, uh, Nikki Haley still in this race. We made the prediction she's going to have to drop out um she's gonna have to drop out like there's no path forward right Mm -hmm. if i could just opine on the subject for a second she's getting her butt kicked in south carolina the the media is ignoring nevada which happens on february 6th trump's winning i mean haley can't actually win in nevada she's right right? you know the the one thing i was thinking on optics why is she choosing to do it that way because she's participating in the primary the non-binding primary which gives you zero delegates for the rnc convention which also means she can't participate in the caucus. Why is she doing that? I'm thinking she wants that headline that shows Nikki Haley wins Nevada GOP primary. doesn't matter that Trump's not on the ballot. She just wants that headline that says she won. And but I, I don't think that's the case because they're ignoring Nevada already. I know, and- but I think that she sees more opportunity with that headline than competing against Trump not, for delegates. She's still not going to win the primary, though. No, she just wants the momentum. Uh, that Well, you know, that's the thing. She probably will win this uh, Nevada primary just uh, because... They'll probably write in Trump. I, I don't know about that, you know, because... Well, they did it with Biden in uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, There's but other things. Here's the thing. I'm glad uh, I didn't commit to uh, 
to Dean Phillips winning New Hampshire. Yeah. I didn't know. I was in the dark on that. Right. We were pretty good. We both – well, actually, you guessed Trump over 60, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't think he was going to do over 60. Right. But, like, I didn't know on Dean Phillips, and Dean Phillips uh, got his ass handed to him by a mm-hmm. write-in candidate. Joe Biden got, like, what, 60 70%? Yeah, right. But, you know, <laughs> but basically with uh, the whole Nevada thing, it's just uh, going to be very, very interesting because I think she just wants that headline. And the only other people who are going to be on the ballot, I don't know if Trump is going to tell the Nevada Republicans to vote for, uh, I call him Uncle Tim Tom Scott, uh, because I, I don't know uh, if Trump, you know, I Wouldn't think. Wouldn't that be funny if he does that? <laughs> I, honestly, he might, you know, because Trump is, but I think Trump is mainly going to, you know, I, I think it confuses the message too much if he says vote for tim scott and then two days later vote for me and you know and i I don't know exactly what his plan is going to be i think he's basically going to say this is a fake primary don't vote in it come to the caucus i'll see you there you know i I think that's going to be more his style and do you know he'll say nikki won a fake primary is what he'll do yeah yeah that's what he's he's gonna say it was a rigged primary do you know trump won the most votes ever in the new hampshire primary i did see that ever yeah that, that was pretty interesting to me because i thought how did he beat 2020 you know I thought, right. of course <laughs> you know of course he had to have done, done better in 2020 but i think just because of the interest of this race and everything and because guess. all these uh, democrats came out to vote for nikki and you can find it in all these different interviews yep. where and we we uh, showed that before the right. vote even happened oh exit yeah polls, that's the thing you exit polls showed it <laughs> Yeah, the interviewers going up to voters, they say, you know, so who are you going to vote for? Nikki Haley. Okay, if it's down to Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who are you voting? Joe Biden. So, (laughs) you know, these people are full-blown Democrats that just wanted to try to go after Trump. And this was Nikki Haley's only chance at winning a state was New Hampshire. And she and her... And she uh, still lost by double digits. Spent $50 million. She lost by 11 points. $50 million. So she did better than I even thought she was going to do, by the way. Yeah. That's because basically it was Trump versus her. They're really... The next tier, Chris Christie or whatever, was under one point. So yeah. they all went – they broke to one of the two camps. Yeah. But uh, they spent like $50 million total in New Hampshire. They were all in. And so right. here's the deal. She, I can't imagine – she, she's looking for a black swan event at this point. Yeah. I can't imagine she wants to go to South Carolina and lose her home state where, like, the political people, like Tim Scott, are on board with Trump. I can't yeah. imagine – She's going to go do that. So mm-hmm. at this point, uh, it's either wait for the black swan event. I don't know what that is. Assassination of Trump or because it's not going to get prosecuted that quickly for anything. So, yeah. Or, yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Off, that, that, that's her. That's her hope. She's yeah. hoping Trump goes to jail. She's hoping Trump dies. That's but he's her not only going, chance. No, but she knows that he can't go to jail before this. Right. None of these things are going to yeah. happen that quick. Right. That's what she's hoping for. She's hoping something happens. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I think uh, Nikki's done. You know, I, she's almost irrelevant, even though she's still running. Yeah. Uh, she's desperate for attention. And uh, Let's see, less people are going to come to her. So she's going to get no momentum from from uh, debates, right? Yeah. But please, Trump, debate her, cause, uh, just for the entertainment value. But they're not going to, right? Right. So her rallies are going to have less people in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like – the media can't It's hard to even call it a enough. rally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I've seen one speech where I was like, oh, you know, that kind of looks like a rally. She has a decent amount of people there. But, I mean, most of the time, uh, you know, I just saw one video. Nikki Haley cancels event because nobody showed up to it. You know, it was one. Of, it was like a Dean Phillips moment. She was like, she went to this restaurant. Uh, they had all the signs out, but nobody's there. So and she quick sc- scuttled out of there, you know. That's going to happen. It's going to be the sad politicos and her staff that will be at these events. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, it's embarrassing. So, yeah, she's got to have a exit plan at this point. 
And it's going to happen before the February 24th. It's February 24th, right? Mm. Uh, I, I think Carolina. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and February 6th is uh, Nevada. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll still be right, even though she hasn't dropped out yet. Although, I don't know. I haven't looked at the headlines in the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, do we want to wrap up on this AOC video? I, th I, I think it's hilarious. Right. It's hilarious. People got to see it. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I, I watch these liberal interviews, so you don't have to. And I can just show you the best moments. Uh, so line 17 there, Dawson. And, uh, yeah, 44 minutes, 40 seconds into it. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just let it, let it go. One second. Look at those crazies right there, though. <laughs> Hurts those that really rely on those tips. Okay. Mm -hmm. Had it or hit it, Joe Biden. Hit it. You know, honestly, here's the thing. I think sometimes people want electoral politics to be we overly identify with Ellen. It's like if you wait, vote wait, wait, for wait, someone. <laughs> what is so interesting about this video? Uh, just because, so the first thing, hit it or had it. So basically it's kind of like a Didn't smash or pass she, that type what she thing. Said? Yeah, hit it or had she, it. She and said, she said hit it. <laughs> she said hit it or had it. But I think I, I asked earlier if this was like a smash or pass, like I want to have relations with this person and that's not what's going on here no it's like do you love it or do you hate it yeah yeah but you know hit it what does hit it mean <laughs> you know what does that mean we all know what it means i'm trying to i'm trying to look it up right now <laughs> is this is this supposed to be aoc being like i love joe biden right and there's more to it if we want well, to keep i mean it going. obviously you're taking this way yeah they're having a loose term but had it means you've already done it Hit it means... No, had it means you're sick of it. Yeah. You've had it. Oh, you know, it's this a generational thing, by the yeah. way, because, like, this stuff didn't exist in my generation. Yeah. Although eHarmony was starting to pop up, I think. Um, well, I know oh, my younger brother you're, was on it. This, this is generation. You never, like, said which celebrity would you hit. So like, had it one, means... Yeah, no, I don't... I do other things in thing. my life. Had <laughs> it means you've had it with the person. Yeah. I assumed it meant like, because I was like, what's the option here? You had it already or you want to hit it. Mm -hmm. Like, what if it's neither one? Mm -hmm. So you've either had it with the person or you want to hit it. Yeah, you've either had enough or you want it. Yeah, but there, there's more to it. I, I want to keep going just a tiny no, bit more. Because, you no, because, show. Okay, you better <laughs> have something here, Justin. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's interesting. All right. They have to be the embodiment of you. And... That's actually something that I think Donald Trump provided to a lot of people where it's like, if you voted for him and if you were a Donald Trump person, like you, you want, like it, it symbolized so much. But I think what we have here in this situation is a more just honest thing. There are plenty of things that the president does that I completely disagree with. Um, I think, you know, right now what's happening in Gaza, I can't. I, I just I, I can't go on every single day seeing this. I don't associate myself with what's happening. But you'd hit it. <laughs> okay, yep. Day, that, that's good um, right there. Oh, you know, so man. basically, what I she's hope saying is supporters owner for that one. <laughs> oh, of course, and they have been because they're they're saying okay, he's genocide Joe. That's what that's what the left calls yeah. uh, Joe Biden, genocide Joe. Uh, but still get behind it because, and she goes on that interview because 
fascism is on the way. Trump is on the way with fascism. And you look at it, it's like you guys are the ones who want the big government. You guys are the ones who are the socialists. You guys are the ones who, uh, you know, want to go to war in all these different places. Maybe not AOC on that one. But, you know, she's sitting there saying, yeah, he's genocide Joe, but he's our grandpa. You know, he's our guy. And let's hit it because he's so good. He's so cool. You know, give me a break. I think a lot of the left is seeing through it. And that's why, you know, you see the Jill Steins, the Cornell West, that, you know, all, all these different things are popping off because you realize the left is not fully happy with Joe Biden. And I'm happy to see it separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair point. All right. We want to thank our sponsors, Alpine Cabinetry and Warren Wessel, Warren Wessel Realty. All you guys that were in the comment section today, all you Rumble Ranters. We have a new YouTube channel that's going up. Did you put, post that in the link? Why don't you I can do it again. Post it after the show, uh, Dawson. Most of our audience watches after the show. Anyhow, um, thank you guys very much. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Take care.